Welcome back to Amud Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech Tz Megillah, Amud Yud Gimel Amud Beis at 13b for those who want the English. And we're learning in the honor of the Schos, the merit of the hostages, the soldiers, and all of Am Yisrael. We are picking up now with a digression to go to Eo because, as you've probably seen from now, the Gemara likes to do this. Omer Be'Elazar, Ma'adik What is the meaning of the following verse? The pasuk says in Eov, Lo Yigara Mitzadik Einov. Hakshem does not withdraw his eyes from a righteous person, as in Hashem is always paying attention and rewards measure for measure, even in later generations. So says the Gemara, Because of the modesty that Rachel exhibited, she merited that Shaul descended from her. And the fact that Shaul was modest, Esther emerged from him. Okay, so that's all good and well. But what exactly are we talking about? What was this modesty? What was this great act that Rachel exhibited that she uh, she merited to have Shaul come? So this is the famous uh, Rashi, the famous Medjish. We know Rachel Mavekal Baneha to Ksiv. So Yaakov meets Rachel and he says uh, he's the brother of her father. Yaakov, Yaakov wasn't the brother of her father. He was the son of her father's sister, as in they were cousins, right? He said to Rachel, will you marry me? She goes, look, I'd love to marry you, but just, I warn you, my, my father's a, a Rama. He's a, he's a deceiver. He's a, he's a cheat. He's, he's love on. And we, we won't be able to outmaneuver him. He said, look, I am his brother in deceit. It's a fascinating idea to see that Yaakov, and we, we see this, by the way, the story, Yaakov was able to match Lavan, you know, measure for measure. Whenever Lavan fought against deceit, Yaakov, Yaakov met him back. Which, again, is fascinating. And it says something about the human personality and what it means to overcome one's Yetzirah. That doesn't mean to you know, obliterate and get rid of one's inclinations, but it means it's about using and channeling them for the right idea. So Yaakov says to Rachel, look, you think your father's you know, such, a, such a smart guy. I'll, just, I'll deceive him back. I'll match I'll, I'll meet him. So the, Rachel says to him, are righteous people allowed to act deceitfully? Like, great, you're so smart, but like, are you allowed to do this? Amalai said, yes, I can. Why? So he quotes a Pasuk, im naver to daper im ikesh tzapel. With a pure person, you act purely, and with a crooked person, you act crookedly. Now, I'm not suggesting you do this at home, and there's more to unpack here. Amalei umay ramalusa. So Yaakov says, "What? What are we going? What the seed? How are we going to beat him out?" Amalei isle achuti de kishijiminei. She says as follows: Look, I have a sister. Her name is Leah. She's older than me. Vlunasalim mekama, and my father will not marry me off before he marries her off. Therefore, he's going to trick. He's going to do some sort of trick, and you're going to end up marrying him, my sister. So look at this, says Jachal. Mostly Simanam, he gave her these special signs, some sort of password, so he, she could identify, she, under the chuppah, he'll be able to identify if it's Rachel or Leah, and if Lavan tries to sub, sub, uh, substitute Leah for Rachel, they will know. So even though he said, I want, you know, Rachel bitcha katana, I want your, you know, as clear as possible, your Rachel, your daughter, the, uh, the little one, uh, Lavan still find a way. That on wedding night arrives, that night, indeed what happened, Lavan switches Rachel for, uh, for Leah, she said to herself, look, I don't want my sister to be shamed. Can you imagine the shame, the humiliation, everyone standing around, and Yaakov was like, you're the wrong one? So, she gives the sign to Leah, behind the exhibit, and that's what it's written, and it came to pass, and behold, it was a Leah, and Yaakov was like, wait, how is it Leah? I thought I was marrying Rachel. We had this whole system in place, but in fact, 
in fact, um, Rachel had given the sign to Leah. So Elamitoch Simene Shemasa Rachel Leah. Rather, it means Rachel gave the uh, sign to Leah. I love you, Leah. And Yaakov did not know until the morning that it was, in fact, Leah, not Rachel. Therefore, because of this, she was a modest show. Uh, she married to show come from her. Now, again, this is also we, this is what we call her Mama Rachel. We say that she basically, she, at that point, she didn't think she'd ever marry Yaakov. She thought perhaps she'd end up marrying Esau. So she literally gave away her destiny. And because of that great sacrifice, we call her Mama Rachel. We talk about how, you know, she's, when all the, uh, all the Avosimos come to, to God and say, God, to beseech God, save the Jewish people. God doesn't listen to them until Rachel, Mavakab, and then until Rachel comes along and cries and says, God, you know, you have to listen to me because I gave away everything. I gave everything for the Jewish people. Okay. Either way, and now, when it's Shaul, because of it modesty, we said, therefore, Esther came from him. So what happens is that Shmuel is going, he meets his uncle, uh, sorry, Shaul's going, he meets his uncle. His uncle's like, what, was, what did Shmuel tell you? And he says to him, oh, uh, he was looking for donkeys. He didn't say, actually, told me I'm going to be the king. So because he, he was modest about the Zacht, Yatsim, and Esther, he married that Esther descended from him. Okay. When God blesses a person and assigns them greatness, that greatness continues from then and forevermore. It says he established them forever, and they are forever exalted. But if because of the greatness the person becomes haughty and exhibits hubris, God lowers him and says, Not so fast. It says, If the next verse says, If they are bound in chains, um, no, if they are bound in chains, that they will, um, they will, uh, be, they will lower down. Okay, back to Megillah. And the big of Mordechai Esther did. That she actually still kept Taras Mishpacha and would show her her, her needle blood to Chachamim while she was still married to Achshveres. Kashas Amun Ito, just as when she was living with with, with uh, Mordechai. Because she'd get up from Achshveros, she'd go and go to the mikveh, and she'd go back to live with Mordechai. Again, there's a lot of questions you could ask in this, especially since I mentioned yesterday, how can she do this? A married woman is not allowed to, uh, after she has an affair, go back to her original husband. What exactly is going on here? Not for now. Mordechai was sitting at the king's gate because uh, he was assigned to be there for Esther because she wanted him close. And he uh, hears big son and Sheresh become angry. Omer of Chia bar Abba, Omer of Yochanan, Hiksif Kadish Borchu Adon Alavadov. Say, God causes the master to be angry with his servants, in order to fulfill the will of the righteous man. Sometimes God causes the master to be angry with his servants because that really helps, in the end of the day, it helps the righteous people. Tzadik. Shnemar, as it says, and is with us a Hebrew youth. This is talking about. Um, the story with um, with power getting angry at the at the people at, at his um, his butler and his and his baker, um, and that whole story there again was in order to end up allowing Yosef the tzaddik to rise up. Last is Nesat tzaddik in order to form miracles for righteous man. Umenu Mordechai. This is Mordechai. It became known to Mordechai, meaning that Achishverosh becomes very angry with Shereish and. Through the whole story, which we're going to go through in a minute, Mordechai gets ends up being written up in, the, in this book, of, this book of people and for the king, and then Mordechai and then Achashverosh finds out about it, etc. So it all works out well. Omer Yochanan, Bigusam and Sarish Tarsim They were from Tarshish. These two men, Bigusam and Sarish. 
Now, I used to think it was big son and little son, and I only learned when I went to Gemara now that it's actually Seresh. By Yom Sabrim Belashen Tursi, they were conversing in Tarshis. They said from the day that this woman, Esther, came to the palace, we've not gotten any sleep. Nachasheres always wants us because he's always with Esther. But we need to arus misafs Let's go and poison Nachasheres. He drinks, so he should die. It's actually very interesting. Again, we mentioned this on Shabbos that Big Son and Sheres, they had no, they, this had nothing to do with Esther, it's nothing to do with Mordechai, nothing, nothing to do with the Perm story. They didn't like Achishverosh for personal reasons. They were just annoyed that he was working too hard, and so they said, let's kill him. And again, just a chain effect here that um, they had their own personal vendetta with Mordechai, but ultimately ended up leading partially or part of the, uh, to the salvation of the Jewish people. So just see how God works in mysterious ways. So they're conversing in full full volume because they're speaking Tarshish in, in Shushan. No one speaks Tarshish in Shushan. Unbeknownst to them, Mordechai was on the, in the Sanhedrin. And one of the qualifications for being in the Sanhedrin is you have to know, you have to know 70 languages. You have to, you know, to talk, you have to really know a lot of things. And he, 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 he understood everything they were saying. Amalo. So he, the conversation between big son and little son go, goes on. They said we have a problem. Uh, we don't, we don't, we don't guard the same time. Or there weren't guards; they were more chamber, 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 chamber boys. They were taking care of the the uh, butlers. We're not here at the same time. So once I'll guard my post, I'll guard your post, so that you can sneak out and pour this uh, this psalm, this poison in his uh, drink. The matter was investigated and was found out. What were they investigating? They looked, they saw, they weren't at their post, and they said, oh, something suspicious, and they realized that they had poisoned the uh, drink. Okay. After these things, after what things? After God created a remedy for the affliction. What is this talking about? So it says the Gemara, God only uh, punishes the Jewish people after he first creates the refua, the, the remedy for them beforehand. Meaning the whole story of Esther takes place first when you have Big Son Sarah setting this, this, this stage for Mordechai to be recognized. With Esther, Vashti being evicted and Esther taking her place, setting the stage for her to be in the right place so that when God decides it's time to punish the Jewish people, they're ready, the refuah, the remedy is ready in a full effect, a full effect. And this always, constantly, look at history, you always see that at the same moment that Jews are being punished in one place, that, that right prior to that, some sort of other opportunity opened up. Okay. Um... Shnamrat says, As it says, this passage is in Hosea, when I heal Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim will be revealed. Again, we see the healing comes first. When it comes to the nations of the world, it's not this way. God first smites them, and afterwards he creates a remedy. Shnamrat, and the passage says in Yeshayahu, God will smite the Egyptians, and after he smites them, he'll heal them. Okay. It seemed contemptible in his eyes to lay his hands on Mordechai alone. So now we're fast forward to the third chapter where Haman has declared himself the uh, someone that everyone has to bow down to. Mordechai doesn't want to. So initially, initially Haman's like, I just want to destroy Mordechai alone. And finally he said, I'll destroy everyone. This is again classic anti-Semitism, where someone has an issue with one Jew, for whatever reason, and they then stereotype, or they, they say, oh, this Jew is really you know, represent, a representative of all Jews, and therefore I can you know, beat up a Jew in New York because of what I'm going to have, what, what some other Jew did in Israel or in Gaza. Again, this is classic anti-Semitism. And Haman exhibited this. 
Um, and who are the other people he, that he wants to destroy? The, ra- the rabbis? It was so holy who finally said, I'll destroy everyone. The first like, I'll destroy this, this Mordechai, then the rabbis, and I'll just destroy everyone, all because of, I don't like Mordechai. He pulled he cast a poor, what's a poor? That is a lot. When, so basically, he throws a lot. Which month is, am I going to destroy the Jews? It falls out in Adar. He's very excited. Because look, the, the day that, the, the month that Moshe died, which is clearly an, an inauspicious month, is when my lot fell out. So clearly, God's on my side. However, he didn't realize that yes, Moshe may have died in Adar, but also in the seventh of Adar he was born, and therefore it's not inauspicious at all. In fact, we say that, um, that the sign of a righteous Sadik is someone who was born and dies in the same day. Fine. So when Haman comes to Ahasuerus to convince him, or we'll see, maybe he didn't have to convince him, just to kind of inform him or get his plan rubber stamped, he said there's a certain nation. There was no one who knew how to slander people. Lishnabisha is how you say Lashon Hara in Aramaic. Know how to slander um, the Jewish people like Haman. So Muhammad says to the following Achashverosh, "Come, let's go destroy the Jewish people." Amalei Achashverosh replies, "Mistefina melahav the lo leavdi kibi kedivar bekamai." He goes, "Look, I knew what happened to my predecessors when they destroyed the Jewish people. They were all uh, smote down." Smite it down, whatever that word is. They're all struck down. So I'm afraid of their God, that I like to attack them. God's gonna, their God's going to attack me. So I'm relay, so you know what he says? Haman responds, Yeshno mina mitzvos. Yeshno, they, they've been negligent from the mitzvos. As in, I know they have not been following the mitzvos, so God's going to let us do what he wants to them. God's going to allow us to punish them. So I'm relay, is Bu Rabban. Eris goes, yeah, but the rabbis are good. So I'm relay, this is a fascinating idea. He goes, yeah, maybe the rabbis are good. I'm relay, I'm echahain, but they're one nation. Shema Tomar Karchali on the Osib Mahuso. Haman continues, maybe you'll say to me, look, I, I don't want to make a bald spot in my kingdom. That is, if, you, if, I, if I depopulate a whole section of my kingdom, it's not going to look good. So before his name, they're all scattered about nations. Shema Tomar is Hanami. Maybe you'll say that I, I benefit from having the Jews here. It's good, it's, it's profitable to have Jews. So he says, before he goes, no, they're like a mule. A poet is a mule. They don't bear any fruit. They, they, they don't produce anything. They're worthless. They just sit and do their, they sit and learn the Torah all day, and they're not doing anything for the world. Maybe say there's a small providence made up solely of these people. I don't want to depopulate, destroy a providence. They're really in every province of your kingdom. Therefore, don't worry. It's not going to cost you anything or cause you any loss. It's only going to be a gain. The da'asim shown as mikolam, and their laws are v'dateim shown as mikolam. Their laws are different from all the nations. He says, "The lo they won't they won't eat from our food. The lo they won't marry our women. Below nasiblon, they won't allow us to marry their women." Hamuk continues, "V'es date hamelech in osem, they do not observe the king's laws. The mafke lebula shot the b'shihi fihi." Because basically they, they waste all their time because they make constant excuses. Today is Shabbos. Today is Passover. Today is Shavuos. Today is Tu B'Shvat. Today is Ishrichag, I can't come to work, and you end up, they're, they're never working, he says. Fine. And he continues, And it's no benefit of the king to tolerate them, as in Achashverah, there's no benefit for you to have them here. And he says as follows, He goes, they eat, they drink, and they mock you. They say if a fly falls into a glass of wine, well, he'll, do, he'll fish out the, out the fly, he'll take the fly out, and he'll drink the wine. But you, king, you touch the wine, now it's 
Clothed with a cock of a said they're pouring on the ground, they won't drink it, therefore, they, they, there's no need to tolerate them. They, they don't care about you, they, 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 uh, the mouthless. So, Haman's so intent on in this genocide, he's willing to pay for it. If it pleases the king, let it be written to destroy them, and 10,000 talents of silver I will weigh and give to you. I love that expression, by the way. Misha Omer Olam. It was clear before the person who said, Let the world come into being. That is the Lord. God, Haman one day was destined to weigh Shkolem against the Jewish people. So God caused the Jewish people to weigh Shkolem against Haman Shkolem. And that's what we learned in the Mishnah. On the first of Adar, they used to proclaim regarding the Shkolem, everyone has to remember their annual dues to the temple of bringing a shekel. And also regarding the Kloyim, the people had to be go out in their field to make sure there was no forbidden mixtures. And we will stop here. I wish you all a wonderful day.